await no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts or on YouTube at the Trophy Room. And if you like what you hear, please consider us dropping a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic. I yeah. realized I didn't do my, my salute at the beginning. Just because, yeah. like, this is no shade at you, Joe, but a little bit of shade. Yeah. It usually takes you a, a try or two before we settle in. So I was like, you know what? I forgot about it. It's fine. I'll get him on the next one. And you crushed it. So we're Dude, good. <laughs> I feel like I've perfected it. I feel like I'm, I've am i got it. Like, I, I haven't messed up in, like, an episode or two. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm on yeah, a streak. You're good. Weeks without incidents, we're at three right now. <laughs> so listen, man, this week is a little... Is a little strange, and I feel like we're running into a pattern with PlayStation, um, or maybe running into a pattern where January, the month of January, not a lot to talk about. Like, we're going to be talking about Destruction All-Stars, Control, Ultimate Edition, Concrete Genie, heading to PlayStation Plus, the Destruction All-Stars uh, state of play. We're going to be talking about Sony's uh, executive brand services like PlayStation Plus and SIE, or sorry, executive, uh, leaving to possibly make some type of PlayStation Game Pass. We're going to be talking about Vicarious Vision, merging with Blizzard, and all that. But this week's a little light on the PlayStation news. You know, all things considered, other than the PlayStation Plus news, I kind of feel like PlayStation lays low for the first month, right? And then somewhere in February, things start picking up, right? Like, they start cooking with gas, I feel like. So, are are you saying, like, by next month we're going to get a full-fledged state of play? More of, like, a a little bit of of a lineup instead of a singular game-focused one? I don't know. That's a really good question because a lot of people are wondering that with Nintendo right now. Yeah. Like, it are, I forget what their version of State of Play is. Directs. But like, Directs. There you go. Nintendo, the OG Directs. Like, how many major franchises' anniversaries are this year? Like, big milestones. <laughs> like, Zelda's yeah. like 35, I think. Mm-hmm, Pokemon mm-hmm. is 25. Yeah. Uh, Metroid... Pokemon's. Tw- Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck. Yeah, dude. 25 years. Shit, I'm old. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Fuck! Oh shit! Should I start saving up for a casket? <laughs> oh man! Is my casket oh. gonna be a pokeball? <laughs> yeah, what? Probably. Oh my god! I think there's an. I think Metroid also is celebrating a, a anniversary this year, so they've got a. Don't lot. give them hope, <laughs> Joe. Don't give Metroid fans I'm just, hope. I'm just saying they got a lot of lot of anniversaries. So like, yeah, yeah. there should be a major direct soon. I yeah. feel like all we know from the PlayStation side of things is Returnal. We know Ratchet mm-hmm. and Clank and Horizon are this year, but when? True, true. Who knows? I mean, so I think it's the Rona again, because I, I, I know like the thing that everybody's kind of talking about is that this year seems like it's going to be a rather light year for AAA stuff, uh, because the Rona has impacted a lot of things. So I don't know if we're going to get the big extravagant, you know, showcases like any three this year, mm-hmm. but... I, I kind of expect more of what we got last week with Resident Evil, 
where it's like, hey, here's this big showcase. Here's a tall, sexy lady uh, <laughs> that you'll thirst over. And, um, you know, here you go. And here's a bunch of announcements around that game. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that's going to be the case. Yeah. And I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah, I'm fine and, with it, too. And, and I mean, we'll talk about it later with with what, we, what we've been playing. But everyone's thirsting over the, the tall lady. Vampire yeah. lady. Give me the goth vampire bat lady yeah. uh yeah i'm i'm all yeah. in on, on her her vibes are yeah a plus but so so real talk my my friend amy's like uh so this resident evil thing like everybody's hot question mark yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> she's not a gamer one bit and i'm like yeah no like everybody's thirsty for like i think we're all just all horned up at this yeah, point man. <laughs> if <laughs> we're stuck in our homes we're seeing people that turn into like multiple bats and not just one you're like oh that's hot <laughs> oh my gosh she hangs off walls oh my goodness you know um the loudest combustion engine just went outside my apologies there. Anyway, that said, Kyle, so we're doing good this week? Yeah, we're doing Ready good. Ready to talk some PlayStation goodness? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets me excited. This week's going to be a little different, because instead of what you've been playing, we're going to put that towards the end of the show, because honestly, we've been playing a lot, and since it's a light news week, we can gush about the games that we've been playing this week mm-hmm. a little bit more so. So, with that said, before we square up the news, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash P.S. Trophy Room. Like we say each and every week, if you got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever the situation may be, it really does mean a lot if you just toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash P.S. Trophy Room. You get some exclusive shows. You get a weekly after show where me and Kyle just get real loony and crazy. Last week's was fantastic. Possibly the best. I despise you. oh fantasy critic i love you so much so if you want to support us again throw a buck our way over at ps trophy room really does help us out i want to thank our platinum producers todd burwitz and too soon our gold producers chaotic monkey gavin goffrey griffin west jose jimenez and jedi masterin uh our silver plus members hide indoors marcus o'neill ray martinez jb the purple monkey jadus von metal tim ulf and justin rodriguez thank you all so very much for your support. And yeah, find out after the show what we're going to be doing in the month of February is crazy. It's awesome. And it's all thanks to your generosity. So thank y'all so very much. And with that, Kyle, it is finally time to square up the news. Let's get into it. First one is uh, the PS Plus games. For the month of February, Destruction All-Stars, Control, Ultimate Edition, and Concrete Genie are those games. First up is the one we already knew about, which is Destruction All-Stars. Entertain the crowds by bringing controlled chaos to the vehicle... Rewind! (laughs) Destruction All-Stars. Entertain the crowds by bringing controlled chaos to the vehicle... I can't say... Vehicular. Vehicular. Thank you. I got you. Vehicular. Combat arena of this metal crunching multiplayer game. Pick one of 16 superstar competitors, then leap into four game modes using timing, tactics, and skills to cause carnage behind the wheel or create havoc with your parkour skills. Perfect your character's abilities, including a hero vehicle unique to them, to give you the edge in free for all battles or team challenges and become Global Destruction Federation Champion. The game also supports PS5's Game Help feature. 
giving hmm. you hints and tips to become the ultimate destructive machine without the need to leave the game. So that's one. And we got a state of play as well with it. Um, this is awesome in several ways. This was supposed to be a launch title at 70 bucks. Yeah. PlayStation last minute was like, we're delaying it. It's going to be a PlayStation Plus game for February all in, up until, I believe, April. Um, or sorry. Uh, yeah, April 5th. Um, now we got a state of play kind of actually underlying what we're going to find when the game comes out. We're going to be playing when the game comes out in February 2nd. There wasn't a whole big write-up in terms of like the gameplay features because it kind of does seem like for me it's bumper cars meets uh, twisted metal. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your vibe from this? What What did you get out of seeing seeing the game firsthand? Honestly, the 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 number one thing that popped out during this state of play was just how gorgeous the visuals are. Yeah, it it really looks beautiful. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I'm with you. It, it did seem like a Destruction Derby slash Twisted Metals like bumper cars type thing. Um, I don't know how much variety the game modes are because they were talking a little bit about different ones. I think there's like Carnado, which is yep. a cool um, version of like banking your points where you have to drive in the tornado to, to bank your gears, which are your, are your points. Um, there's some other like team based ones or whatever, but I don't know if the variety is there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, does it look like a ton of fun? Absolutely it does. Yeah. I'm 100% willing to play this a lot. I love that when you're out of your car, you are not just like a weakling, right? You have your own right. hero abilities outside of the car that will help take down the other cars around you. You can steal people's cars. You can, I think it was called a wreckover. I think they they highlighted where, like, you can hop on another person's car and either take it, or if you have the ability, uh, the I think it's the bar full, then you can Mm -hmm. destroy that car as a human and just kind of pop off and do a cool flip or whatever. Like, that was the only thing that was concerning for me because I was just like, so is this just a, a like a timed ability? Like, oh, like I'm out of my car and I have my hero ability, so I can do all these you know flips and stuff. Or is it something that you can always do? Because then, how do you eliminate players if they're so agile? To me, like, don't get me wrong. I think it's an interesting concept that we haven't seen, like, since Titanfall 1. Yeah. uh, Or just Titanfall as a whole. But that is my only big question mark. Like, the game looks fun and interesting. And, like, what you pointed out, like, I love the art style they're going for. The, like, the bright neon, like, greens really popped to me. But there are some, like major questions of like yeah how do you how do you eliminate people how are these game modes going to attract people as this is a playstation 5 only game you know that base is already small enough my my question here outside is after this two months is up with this game how do we really see longevity as a 70 dollar game it's hard to see it at seventy, yeah. at, <clears throat> excuse me, at How seventy, uh, at seventy dollars being the price for this, um, I didn't get seventy dollars worth by watching that same right. play. Um, yeah, because I like what I was thinking. I was like, I was looking at, it, I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool thirty, forty buck sure. experience right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. I, depending, like, I'm not expecting like a super deep single player story stuff with between characters that they right. were teasing at the end there. But, like, depending on how 
exciting that is and how different the characters feel from each other kind of like a twisted metal black where mm-hmm. each character had this really cool backstory that you ha- you wanted to go through and experience each one um so if it's anything like that that'd be a cool little extra added value to it but mm-hmm. i gotta get my hands on it before i can say whether yeah. or not it's worth the 70 dollars price tag yeah, and my again, we're lucky because PlayStation Plus, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second. This is a banger month, but like when I was looking at, it, I was like, "This looks really great," but why couldn't this be Twisted Metal? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at one of the cars. I'm like, man, this could be the ice cream, ice, ice cream, cream truck. truck. Like, yeah, this is, sweet tooth, you know, sure. yeah, like it. I'm very, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm more excited, curious, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be For my sure. game of, but yeah, it. It's it looks fun enough that I will be playing this on day one. We'll probably be streaming this as well. So yeah. if you all want to hop in and uh, you know carpool with us, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, come on by. February second is when it comes out. Mm-hmm. We'll be streaming it the same day. So uh, there you go. Shout I'm excited. Out, yeah, shout out also to the diversity of the characters visually, mm-hmm. and they made note of it as well. Yeah, they they all look like they have their own unique style and. Uh, I love that. Yeah. That too many same sameness when going through the, the whole roster of, of mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a lot too, which is great. Yeah. I think it's 16, 16 different heroes. They say more to come, more game modes to come uh, throughout the, the year. They didn't specify if there's going to be like expansion packs, but it mm-hmm. seems like this is something that's going to be free updates from what yeah. I understand. I, I hope yeah. they take uh, the, uh, oh my God, take inspiration from rocket league. Yes. Where, the, where it's like constantly updated with new arenas, new cars, new everything. Yeah. Kind of that route. Make the DLC only cosmetic. Absolutely. And then hopefully lower the price when come April. <laughs> I, yeah. wouldn't, I would not hate that because I want to see this game succeed. I want to see this game, uh, you know, be successful. I want Lucid. Uh, I want every game that comes out to be yeah. a winner and a banger. And ex- especially for Lucid, I want this game to be great. I just. Again, I'm happy that it's free and two months is awesome. So, like, you know, if you're PlayStation 5, you just bought it at launch. I feel like they're giving you the most compelling argument to go pick it up on day one, honestly, with yeah. the PlayStation Plus deals. And this is another great incentive. But I just don't see after this break uh, or this two-month period how long this game may have at that price. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But with that, let's get on to the next one. I don't want to go too long. Oh, my God. The, oh, man, what a month for PS Plus. And here we go. <laughs> Control Ultimate Edition, PS5, and PS4. Take on the role of Jesse Faden, director of the Federal Bureau of Control, whose New York headquarters are breached by an ominous enemy. Despite outward appearances, the skyscraper's interior is vast and ever-shifting. You'll need to explore and weaponize this unpredictable environment to clean house and repel the invaders. The Ultimate Edition includes the base game as well as the Foundation and AWE expansions. And on PS5 console, use the console's game help feature for hints and walkthroughs to help you solve puzzles and overcome challenges as you explore Explore the oldest house. Okay, so uh, I love hate this, Kyle. You love hate this? Why? I love. First off, I love it because it's it is you know your game of the year, right? And it's an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of 2019. Um, and you're, we're getting the PlayStation 5 version, which means hopefully there's no clunkiness, no weird you know frame rate issues. But the reason why I hate this is because August, they made this big stink. You got to rebuy this Ultimate Edition to get the PlayStation 5 version. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just seems like, okay, they got as much money as they thought they could out of it. 
And now let's just throw it on Game Pass. Let's just throw it on PlayStation Plus and make the large chunk of change and kind of be done with it. And I feel like if, like, I think you bought it, Kyle. Our friend Mike bought it as well. I, I, feel I did like, not buy it. Oh, you did not buy it. Okay, thank God. Like, uh, like seeing our, our friend Mike buy it over the uh, over the holiday break, you go like, oh, stab, I bought this a few weeks ago. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. That that really sucks for, the, for those people. And I feel like there are two groups of people uh, buying this, people that really love the game and people that bought it for the first time. And I feel like for the people that really love this game, wanted to support it, I feel like that's a kind of a bridge you're burning. Sure. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. The The only reason I didn't buy it yet is I was going to wait for the physical version, which weirdly enough was is an extra month. So I think the physical version comes out in March for the Ultimate Edition on PS5. Um, oh, I think you're right. Which is odd to just to begin with. Uh, yeah. So that's the only reason I didn't buy it. So I 100% understand people's uh, being upset and apprehension yeah. of just buying this while it was on sale and then finding out not only do you get the PS4 version, but you get the PS5 version as well. Yeah. It's just like, it's a no-brainer. Um, yeah. And it, it's a bummer. For sure. Now let's talk about this last game here. Uh, last game. Concrete Genie. Pick up a magic paintbrush and return the polluted town of Denska to its former bright and bustling sea- seaside shelf. Kyle, <laughs> what is happening? It is so weird that this uh, is all part of the notes in the PlayStation blog. Oh my you look God. at this, and this is the same exact thing that they're saying. So Kyle's doing perfectly. He's reading verbatim. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I said shelf. <laughs> I, know, I know. All right. I know. Concrete Genie. Pick up a magic paintbrush and return the polluted town of Denska to its former bright and bustling seaside self in this touching and multi-award winning action adventure. Cleanse streets and alleyways, then use your living paint to create mischievous genies whose magical powers will aid you in overcoming puzzles and seeing off bullies who pursue you. The game also includes two additional modes built especially for PSVR to let you further unleash your creativity. Destruction All-Stars is available on PlayStation Plus until Monday, April 5th. Control Ultimate Edition and Concrete Genie are available until Monday, March 1st. Kyle, all this sounds great. I, You know, we both loved Concrete Genie. I think it's a solid, you know, 7.7.5. It's a good game. Yeah, Uh, very cute. Very cute. We got Control Ultimate Edition. Again, that was 2019's Game of the Year for a lot of people. We got Destruction All-Stars. That's a free PlayStation 5 game Mm -hmm. all here for the month of February. And then on top of that, like, you know, January was no slouch either. We got our PlayStation 5 game with Maneater. Then we got, like, games like Greedfall and then Tomb Raider completing the trilogy on Plus. Uh, In December, uh, what was it? We had, still we had Bugsnax. Still had Bugsnax. And what else? What else? I'm really not hurting my point here by saying it's been no, terrific no, no. months You're all good, the way through. It, uh, oh, December wasn't great. December, oh, December was the only December not great was one? Worms Rumble, Just Cause hey, Four, Rumble. and Rocket okay. Arena. Okay, hey, shout out to Rocket Arena. That's a goddamn good game. And then November you had Bug Snacks, uh, Mordor, Hollow Knight. Yeah, it's been a pretty damn awesome first couple of months for the PlayStation Plus yeah. catalog. On top of, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you getting the PlayStation, you know, catalog of, of PlayStation Plus games like, you know, God of War and Last of Us and all that jazz. It's a really awesome service at yeah. this point. 
Like, I don't think, you know, last week we talked about, or not talked about, um, earlier, late last week, there was the whole thing with Xbox Live, right? Where it was them going to charge you 120 bucks to try to force you over to Game Pass, uh, Ultimate so that you can pay 180 and, you know, give you that, uh, give you the slew of games that comes with Game Pass. And we put up a cheeky tweet that not some people, some people, a lot of people loved it. Some people <laughs> took issue with where I said for 60 bucks, you get PlayStation Plus and you get, um, you know, and you could get. It was for was it 120. Now? You can get PS Plus and PS Now for a year. Thank you for saying my for words. For $120, it would just be Xbox Gold for a yeah. year. And I say that not to be a cheeky asshole 100%, but sometimes I can't help myself. But I really feel like PlayStation has done a terrific job selling me on the PlayStation Plus brand. Yeah. Like, for me, I take a look at Xbox Live, and I, I heard the sentiment around a lot of folks out there going like, yeah, it's such a, 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 a outdated service i'm just paying for online and maybe some deals here or there or the games that come to gold are also on game pass there's just so many you know redundancies between the two that one of them needs to go and it's obviously it's it's xbox live on the other hand here we have playstation plus where like yeah we have to use it to play online but you're not a, an online gamer kyle no. no you're not whatsoever you love the service because oh, of the yeah. games you're getting Absolutely. My question here, um, and and I think um, I also Irish I think Joe. It's, I think it's worth pointing out that Xbox did walk that back. Oh yeah, they did walk it yeah, back, yeah. and then people praise Phil like he was a god again for a decision <laughs> that he tried to fuck you over in the beginning with. Anyway, so my my and my point there is th- these are all companies don't respect them the way you do. Don't don't worship them like gods. Anyway, um, my question to you, Kyle, is it's been around what seven to eight years since we've had a price hike. Is it coming for PlayStation Plus? It has to. What is has that appropriate I feel like here? I feel like it did go up a little bit not that long ago. I believe it went up to sixty when the PlayStation Four came out. No, I think, it, I think it. it's. I think it's more recent. You think so? I, I definitely. I think it's within the last couple of years. I think it went from fifty to sixty. Hmm. Um, here, I'll check. But what would yeah, you? Yeah. What, what, I, what would you think if it if it goes up? If, How much? Like, if, would you mind, like, real talk, it goes up to 120, they're like, we're going to try to do the same shit. <laughs> like, what? where is the outrage factor for you? Oh, man. It, if they were to go up in price, um, PS Now needs to have way more. It, first of all, PS Now needs to be included in PS Plus. Mm-hmm. And the selection needs to get a injection of some big name titles. There are some there for sure that are fantastic, um, but they're not, they're missing most, if not all, first party stuff. They're missing a, right. a, a lot of double A stuff. Like it is a great place to play indies. It's a great place to play some PS3 uh, forgotten gems. Like I forgot or didn't realize resistance three was on there and played that for a little bit the other day they have batman arkham origins is on there which is fantastic Mm -hmm. and that is like the only way to play it unless you have the disc and a ps3 Uh, of course it's on steam and pc and all that stuff right like on a playstation family it's the only way to play that ps now is a great service but it needs to be injected 
with into. some new life and so so a lot of new games in there and a bundle it with PS Plus. And if that is the case, then I absolutely would be one hundred percent okay with the price hike. Yeah, one twenty is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, but if they're I like eighty bucks like starting in twenty twenty, I'd be fine with eighty bucks for a year. Right, if, and they're like if inflation. The are together. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. I think you made a, some terrific points. And also, uh, twenty sixteen was okay. the latest price hike where it went up from fifty bucks to sixty okay. bucks so and eighty if or seventy right. if you're uh, Canadian. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I think you bring up a really great point about the two services. Where I think as much as I, I love PlayStation Plus, I think it, it's it's leaps and bounds better than Xbox Live in terms of what I get out of it, not just online capability, but I'm talking, you know, the deals, the steals, and the games that I get every single month. It just, there's value there. I'm always going to be a plus subscriber. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm apprehensive about now because there is an incentive there to go spend that 60 bucks for now. Like there is with, uh, PlayStation Plus. Now, that said, you bring up a really good point with with the incentive of having to go over to now, which actually leads into our second story before we go spoil the beans there. So take it <laughs> away, Kyle. Uh, Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle writes, Sony executive behind services like PS Plus leaving SIE for another role within the company. Sony veteran Tush... Suyoshi Kodera is leaving his position as deputy president at Sony Interactive Entertainment for a different role within the corporation. According to a press release spotted by Video Games Chronicle, effective April 1st, Kodera will be officer in charge of digital transformation strategy, information systems, and information security. What the longest title for a job ever. Right? (laughs) What do you do for a living? I'm an accountant. What do you do? Oh, I do digital transformation strategy, information systems, and information security. I feel like you could cut off the second information and just do information systems and security. There's no need for another... Whatever. Codera's career at Sony spans 30 years. After joining SAE, he helped oversee the launch of several online services, including the PlayStation Store, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, among others. In 2017, when then-executive Andrew House... Hey, shout out to you, Andrew House. Stepped down, Codera was named president and CEO of SIE, a position currently held by Jim Ryan. According to VGC, it was during Codera's tenure that PS Plus became a major source of revenue for SIE. As of May 2020, the service boasts over 40 million subscribers. Sony hasn't disclosed who will be replacing Codera's current role, but the company recently promised, quote, interesting stuff, end quote, in the future for both PS Plus and PS Now. Now, here's my, here's where we put the tinfoil hat on, right? We talk about having to have more incentive for PlayStation Now. Um, we're seeing Game Pass, everybody's saying, you know what, PlayStation Now is great, but it's just not great enough. Game Pass is so great. Phil Spencer would never lie to me. He's a good boy. Look at how handsome he is. He has, he has the softest hands, right? Uh, my question here for you with, uh, with, uh, Codera, which uh, he he goes by also John Codera as well, if I'm not mistaken. So what Codera here, um, his responsibilities or what he's created, the PlayStation Store, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and then like a litany of other digital services. 
with him going into the world's longest job title, um, <laughs> do you think that this has to do with something for a game pass like service with PlayStation? I th- I th- think so. Yeah. I, I... Because I feel like any other work that can be done to bolster PS Now we talked about was just getting first-party stuff on there. So for him to just go to a different role just to do that doesn't seem Mm. like it's a big enough deal. Like, I feel like somebody else could have made that move happen already. So Mm -hmm. I, I think him trying to go to this new spot and figure out a way to weave them together and make it one cohesive thing as a sort of competitor to Game Pass, I think is a wise move, and I think that's what he is doing. And so, because we get this question all the time, we kind of answer it every now and again. Is the answer just put first-party games on it day and date? Is that the answer? Is that the solution of making it as good as Game Pass? Because real talk, like, let's all, like, Real is rain here, y'all. A lot of the games that are on Game Pass also on now. Or games will leave Game Pass and then they'll end up on PlayStation now, vice versa. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, I, I get it. Game Pass has that allure. Is that is that really the only main allure there? I, I think the main allure is the first party stuff. Yeah. Uh, on Xbox's side. Get out of here. Jeez, sorry. There's a giant-ass fly. I don't know where it came from. Is it? Is it Jiminy? No, Jiminy is not coming back anytime <laughs> soon, hopefully. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, the reason X, uh, Xbox Game Pass is so fantastic is, one, mm-hmm. especially with Ultimate, you can play it anywhere. Uh, there's multiple. Sure. You don't have to be hooked to the Xbox console itself. And, two, it's got the first-party stuff day and date. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I need first-party stuff day and date. Uh, th- this is me, physical gamer. I will always buy it physically no matter what, <laughs> like, until I'm forced out of it. So, right. like, that doesn't bug me a whole lot. But it would be cool, like, if there was a time frame, like, after two weeks it's on the system or after a month or something. Not, like, a whole year later, like, with yeah. Spider-Man and Horizon. And even then it was just, like, and God of War. And even then it was a time thing for, like what six months yeah three months or something like that yeah to me i i yeah i i feel like people like easy answer put all the first party stuff on there but if i'm playstation i'm putting on my business hat for a second um and jim ryan's like it's not sustainable i don't know what leads ryan to say that other than maybe he's dumb but maybe he's the smartest guy in the room as well and says and, and sees it by going hey the only way we can really turn a profit on this is if we have this mass adoption and that's what kind of you know xbox kind of banks on as well and maybe the that that price hike for xbox side was a red herring of sorts maybe i'm not saying it is i'm not saying it ain't but you know playstation's portfolio has to change if they do do this game pass like subscription where you put your first party games on it, it just has to yeah because look the one thing that people that are, you know, the fanboys will say is PlayStation games are one and done. And not to say that they're right, but there is some truth there. Where I play God of War, it is a fantastic uh, 30 to 40 hour experience. But once I'm done with that, there is no end game content to go back to unless we're playing that game again. There's New Game Plus. I mean, but am I like for for the mass audience out there, am I really doing it for PlayStation 
Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, for the new game plus. Mm. Because I'm looking at it through the lens of like Disney plus and uh, HBO Max. Their problem is the churn that, you know, they're done with WandaVision or whatever, the Mandalorian, and they're just out because there's not something new next month. Mm, you. you know what I mean? So, like, for me, I don't want the portfolio to change. So when people are like, Joe, are you okay? Are you cool with playing paying 60 to 70 bucks? I'm like, if the games are really, really good, yeah. yes. And, of course, I would like the pie in the sky that I don't have to pay for any of these games. Or right? <laughs> I pay, you know, 15 bucks a month for it. For sure, that would be great. But mm-hmm. I understand that there would be that dumb bullshit multiplayer component of God of War. That's exactly that what I, I was just going to say. Like, I... I'd much rather have these 40-hour single-player strong narrative-based games yeah, and have that be the only thing that I do in that game, whether or not I choose to go back and replay it as somebody yeah. that does replay old games all the time. No-brainer for me. But I'd much rather that than a shoehorn multiplayer thing in there which will take development time away from making the base game better. Yeah. Or, or, or have, like, a half ass thing that not a lot of whole people are going to to touch like i realize this is like a extreme example but look at re3 in sure. that multiplayer mode like right no one's that's gonna, actually what i was thinking about yeah. no one's really gonna go and touch that look at arkham origins i brought that up that had a multiplayer mode not a whole lot of people played it, that. Really? it sure did um <laughs> like i don't want that like that's right. also why i'm a little bit hesitant of Horizon Forbidden West having a co-op mode. Mm-hmm. I know I let me play my games about myself, please. <laughs> and I think Microsoft's answer to that as well is having this this deep pocketbook where they can go out there and buy a publisher and go, okay, so now we have thirty four plus teams working on games a, a year. And the, the 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 reality of the situation is that. Sony does not have those deep pockets to make moves like that to have these annual like deals or or um you know acquisitions like Microsoft has. And so like to me I don't think people they either ignore the limitations or they don't realize the limitations that PlayStation has that. Yes, in the brand scope of things, PlayStation is a more popular brand and it outsells Xbox, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah. Microsoft's a trillion dollar company. Um, and you know, they'll, they'll, they literally just proved yesterday they can print money. So like there is this balancing act. I think really for me with PlayStation now is I think your back catalog has to, has to be on the service. Like, yeah, maybe for maybe do what a lot of third party companies do, which is like get your money for that year. And then that year is up. And then, bam, you put it on the service. So people that feel like they want to wait or they're, you know, mm-hmm. they can wait, they have that huge backlog, could go to that service uh, later and go, okay, here, I'm going to try, you know, X game now. And then have a whole bunch of indies surround that service as well, which I yeah. feel like is the beautiful secret of Game Pass, where, like, they'll get you in with a Gears of War or Halo, whatever, and you'll be there for Cyber Shadows there. You know, in the, in the litany of other amazing yeah. indies, I think Shovel Knight's on there as well. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there there needs to be a, a, a cohesion between Plus and Now, yeah, that make it a service that isn't not just comparable to, to to Game Pass, but I really think they can be on the same level as. Like, I truly think that when we take a look at PlayStation Plus 
versus Xbox Live. I don't think there's an argument now for the fact of like, yeah, Xbox Live is better. I really do feel like in my heart of hearts, as someone who has owned oh, both and does own both, that yeah, no, I prefer my plus. I yeah. feel like my, my, you know, for the longest time, PlayStation sucked when it comes to the internet connectivity oh and security God, yeah. for sure. But now you see that they're kind of on parallel levels with each other mm-hmm. and using the same systems and securities as each other. So like, to me, just seeing the deals and seeing the games I get every month, I'm just like, yeah, I feel like my money is well spent on the PlayStation N. So I really do feel like if they really wanted to make now competitive, they could. And I, I think there's something we haven't mentioned this right now in this discussion, but we have in mm-hmm. the past to make PS Now even more attractive, which I could also see Codera doing a whole lot. Is yeah. PlayStation has one of the strongest libraries of games from previous generations that are seemingly untouched in the PS4 and PS5 generation. So if you're going to come and tell me, Codera, that you have worked it out to have PlayStation 1, 2, 3 classics and have a steady stream of the entire back catalog or pretty damn close to all like the greatest hits and have them be available on PS Now... That is a no-brainer. That would that I th- alone, I think, would make me be willing to pay one hundred twenty dollars a year. Right. Like no, no joke. Like if they come out and say PlayStation one, two, three games are all on PS now at a steady release rate. Uh, we'll start with the greatest hits, and then we'll we'll have a month dedicated to like old school JRPGs or old school yeah. sports games like NBA Jam and NFL Blitz and like. Are you kidding me? Sign me up. <laughs> like, and I think you're really on to something there. And I think, listen, here's a, a free shot of Viagra for you, Kyle. Just like what the the on the the back end, what we've seen like blueprints and schematics of a while back was, hey, there's a system in place, yeah, uh, it, you know, via the cloud that it's gonna you know, up-res these games, similar like the way uh, the Xbox Series X is supposed to be doing as Boost well. Mode. Which, yeah, that, that boost mode, having that in these games as well, that would be fantastic. If you're like, hey, gang, you know one of those best libraries in gaming? Well, yeah, it's here, and it's in a major way. Um, and it's it's more than just porting games over. This is giving it a, you know, a slab of new paint and a couple, you know, yeah. a new shine of polish as well. I think that would be fucking dope because, honestly, there are some games that I want to go back to or experience that I missed out on because I wasn't a ps1 gamer or a lot of the ps2 i sat out of that i would love to go back and try like i would love to go back and try metal gear yeah you know that's a series that is like you take my gamer card away from me because it's a series that i've always wanted to get into but never could and i feel like if there's a service out there that gives me my back catalog and then and then as well as you know recent games indie games dude that service is awesome yeah right (laughs) you know um really quick before before we move on uh, to the sad news, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of CD Keys? Yes. Just yes. Shady though, they're shady. For what I understand. All I'm saying is, PS Plus for a year is like thirty bucks, and it stacks. Like I'm good yeah. for three years on PS Plus. All you gotta do is meet a guy in an alley. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With that, Kyle, let's get into the next topic of the day, good sir. Uh, Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle writes, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 developer Vicarious Visions gets merged into Blizzard, fully dedicated to Blizzard titles. 
Vicarious Visions, the Activision studio most recently responsible for bringing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 to life, is being merged into the Blizzard side of Activision Blizzard and will become fully dedicated to contributing to Blizzard titles. All 200-plus employees at Vicarious Visions have shifted over to be under Blizzard, with a merge effective today. In a statement to GamesIndustry.biz, Activision Blizzard said that Vicarious Visions will be, quote, fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives, end quote. If more Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games are on the way, Vicarious Visions won't be leading the charge. An Activision Blizzard rep further explained, quote, After collaborating with Vicarious Visions for some time and developing a great relationship, Blizzard realized there was an opportunity for Vicarious Visions to provide long-term support. Games Industry notes that it's unclear what projects Vicarious Visions has been collaborating on with Blizzard so far, nor what exactly long-term support means, and which games that might be attached to, and when asked, the representative didn't clarify further. Vicarious Vision studio head Jen O'Neill was promoted to Blizzard Executive Vice President of Development with the merge, reporting directly to Blizzard President J. Allen Brack. The studio head role at Vicarious Visions will be filled by former COO Simon A. Bajer. The studio's headquarters will stay in Albany, New York, and it seems like, at least for the time being, Vicarious Visions will retain its name and unique identity under Blizzard. Now, when would you like me to flip my desk, Joe? When? (laughs) Do you want me to do it now? Do you want me to wait until afterwards? Well, um, I feel like you can flip your desk now. Go for it, Kyle. Give it all you got. How Why do you hate this? Comic? Could you? I mean, <laughs> we were we were not not only did Vicarious Visions nail it out of the park mm-hmm. with Tony Hawk's one and two remake, like yeah. it's everything us Tony Hawk fans ever dreamed it could be, and <clears throat> and then Correct. some. Like it, it feels so good to play, and exactly what it felt like back then. But oh my god! Not only that, but then they brought Crash back, the Insane yeah. Trilogy. Is is the best version of those three games, the the first three mm-hmm. games from PlayStation. That's because of Vicarious Visions, and it's it's a shame that they are taken off from from being a Blue Point esque, bringing franchises back from the grave, relatively mm-hmm. Activision staples. But they're so talented. I was hoping we would get into more of the later Tony Hawks with them. I wanted mm. them to make their maybe their own version of a, a Tony Hawk game or a Spyro game or <sighs> it just sucks. And I realize the rumors are like, what if they're doing Diablo two? Diablo. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I just want what. It's just it, it's a bummer. I this is the same feelings I get when uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Just like. Oh. Let them do their thing, man. <laughs> Don't... I'm Deckard Cade from Diablo. I think this is a great idea. I hate it. <laughs> At first, I hated it as well, Kyle. I was like, ah, oh, god damn it. You know, Blizzard has not been the same since uh, since their leadership really all left. Like, Chris Chris Metzen, I believe. Um, you know, the voice of Thrall. I don't know if you know that, Kyle. But once he left, I was like, something's up. He wouldn't leave this post if it wasn't something. And then when you had the, the, the CEO, I forget, I forget his name, 
But when he also left about two years ago, I'm like, okay, something's definitely happening here at Blizzard. Something, something's up, and I smell fire. Um, and I was always nervous, even with the, like the merger between Blizzard and Activision of like, ah, oh, shit, Activision's gonna fuck this company, mm-hmm. and it's not even a matter of if; it's it's a matter of when. Yeah. Um, seeing Vicarious Visions in a look, they've been in a support role. They've supported a Blizzard on multiple projects. Uh, one of them being Overwatch. Um, you know, they've, they've helped out with things like Destiny as well. They've been a support studio for the longest. And yeah, remaking some of our most memorable and cherished childhood, uh, games and series of franchises and really just taking what worked and polishing it up and taking out what didn't and making it feel like it is the same game you played back in the 90s but it is so much better now uh and then i was like so how could they because tony tony hawk was fantastic you know yeah like uh uh crash fantastic but then i go to thinking kyle maybe this move ain't all that bad because there's been a studio within blizzard that tried to reimagine their games you know, rework their games. And we saw with Warcraft uh, 3 re, uh, Reforged, I believe it was called. And it just utterly failing miserably. Um, just not working. Just not up, up to snuff. Many promises unkept. Um, and then seeing what Vicarious Visions rumor is from Jason Schreier um, that they're remaking Diablo 2. Uh, one of, you know, one of the most beloved PC games from the 90s the most loved in that franchise. That's kind of what you need at Blizzard right now is faith in their properties. And what better way to instill that faith than to say, yeah, we got Mikey Abara, we got, you know, Rod Ferguson of the Coalition, he's going to be making a Diablo, and it's look how fucking gothic and away from the cartoony stuff that we've gone. What better way of taking a studio that people know for remaking at high quality and remaking arguably the best game in your catalog? I think that's a start to repairing Blizzard and then giving them the keys to possibly do more. Like, sure, you could go back and remake all the Warcrafts or, or Starcraft one. That'd be cute and all. But like, what if you go back and, and for hardcore Blizzard fans, you're going to get pumped when I say this. What if you visit IP you left on the cutting room floor? Like, what if you go back and you make Starcraft Ghosts? Like, that was supposed to be a third person mm-hmm. action game. Like, what if you go back and you actually revisit these franchises and give that new spin? That'd be fan-fucking-tastic. Instead of just relying on mobile games and card games, you can actually do something kind of AAA here. I don't know. That's my rant. I I feel you. I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> but the fact yeah. that they are now just a support team, and they can't... Well, I don't think they're a support team. I think I don't they think... are. I think they're really just supporting other projects that are being made. I think I, I see. I don't think I don't I think. I feel that. like Diablo they... Two is already in the works, and they needed mm-hmm. help, and that's why they brought Vicarious Visions over. And literally... I think they, I think they have been working on that for for a minute, and this was kind of like let's just put a ring on it. Because I, I like because. Why would you add them as a support studio when they've already printed so much money for you in those remakes? And you can see what they can do with remakes, you know? Why would Daddy put them in a corner if they did nothing wrong? 
I because they're Blizzard. I don't know. They make bad decisions. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Listen, you be salty about it, but Bomber writes in, how confident are you in Vicarious Visions to be working on one of the best games ever created? From Blizzard's not-so-good revision of Warcraft 3, do you think this team can give us Diablo 2 fans the create, correct revision of a classic? I can see a merger of PS Now and PlayStation Plus one day. Oh, look at Oh, Bomber, Bomber, Bomber did both. I like this. Um... Yeah, I'm very confident. I'm fairly confident that's what they're working on. What else? But you're way too salty right now, <laughs> I'm way too salty. But, like, I, honestly. Yeah. You mentioned StarCraft Ghost. You yeah. mentioned StarCraft. Yeah. Do we expect anything else that could possibly get this remake from Blizzard? Or are they? Or is that it? So I think I mean again I would love to see Warcraft one two and three just like For the sure. collection there. Um, I could see them going back to like World of Warcraft uh, like I think Burning Legion or even like upping Wrath of the Lich King like you know doing that WoW Classic extending that. Um, but I really do feel like this is a testing of hey can this company work in this with with this family. And I do think that they can, you know, what, what the last line here, rename its, retain its name and unique identity under Blizzard. I don't think the name, but I think identity's there. And I feel like the next evolution for that studio is for them to make their own, their own IP. And when I mean own IP, I mean you could work in it within the same universe of a Warcraft or Starcraft or Diablo, but make it different. Like, what if StarCraft has a spinoff, or even just work on StarCraft, but have a spinoff where it is, like, a third-person action game? Or, like, you know, WarCraft to have, like, a third-person hero-like action game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Begrudging. <laughs> I, I, I think if we... Look. It's just a shame, I'm trying like, to be optimistic. A, a great studio that's given me... A lot of uh, good feelings for Insane Trilogy yeah. and Tony Hawk 1 and 2. To know that they're now going to be working on games that I will probably never touch just makes me sad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're never going to... Okay. I've never played a, cool a Diablo thing. game. Come at me, gamers. I Fuck. I mean, someone take this man's gamer card away from him. <laughs> take it away. Take him Take it. Take it. He doesn't deserve it. Come at me, gamers. <laughs> I feel like Tony Stark right now. My father made you that shield. <laughs> How dare you. But, like, that's a cool thing, though. Like, Diablo 2's never been on a console. Maybe it suddenly is now. Mm-hmm. That slaps, Kyle. Just that thought alone. I'm in. Let's get some good news in before we talk about what you've been playing, Kyle. Sure. Let's take take it away, good sir. Over at gamesindustry.biz, Christopher Dring writes, Hitman 3 recoups co- project, project costs in under a week. Hitman 3 is already profitable, IO Interactive has announced. The stealth game launched last week, immediately shot to the top of the UK charts, and it has recouped its development costs in under seven days. Quote, we have been really happy with the Hitman 3 journey, says IO Interactive CEO Hakan Abrak. It has been a labor of love between our fans and everyone at the studio. As the developer and publisher, we are immensely proud that we can say Hitman 3 is already profitable. We have recouped the total project costs in less than a week. That puts us in a really good place and allows us to confidently move forward with our ambitions 
ambitious plans for future projects, end quote. Hitman 3 is the first full game in the series that was self-published by the studio, and Abrock tells GamesIndustry.biz that that keeping marketing and PR close to to the development team has been a huge benefit. Yo, real, real talk here, Kyle. What fucking awesome news. Amazing. What amazing news is it? Like, I remember when IO split off from... Square. Was it Square? Square? Yeah. And it, you know, when you think about it, it is a weird, like, weird relationship. Yeah. Um, just, just thinking, because I always want to say WB for some reason, but nonetheless... Them self-publishing is a huge risk. Them being able to get the IP is awesome, but like you gotta develop this game. Now you gotta you, you gotta find a marketing firm that's gonna help represent you in the best light, and then you have to find people that are gonna distribute your your stuff. Like that's a huge undertaking, and so yeah. to see that Hitman Three has finally seen the success that I really feel like IO Interactive deserves, it's awesome. It's fantastic. My question for you, Kyle, is it kind of weird that we've already seen a Game of the Year contender in January? <laughs> no, it's not weird. No? It's not weird, no. So good. I, I think it's great. Yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but yeah, it's, it's a blast. For Yeah. We had we had Kate last week, tell, you know, sing its praises. praises and I, I've never touched a Hitman game. I believe you've never touched a Hitman game. That's true. Um God, it's so fun. Even when mm-hmm. you fail, it is fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, like it is the one game that has a gun in it that you don't want to use the gun. Absolutely. Like there's nothing I yeah. rather less do than shoot that pistol. Uh huh. Because I'm like, I rather kill a guy with a banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's fucking a banana, dude. Like real talk, I have this one guy. He like he was trying to escape. And he was gonna like skydive off the building, and right as he's about to, he slips on a banana peel, falls right <laughs> off, and that's how I kill him. And I'm like, mission successful. It's so great, and to see them also go a step and beyond. Like talking about. I'm sorry, I'm real hyper right now. But like talking about the uh the what is it, the control stuff of like how shady they treated like their next gen version to see that this is a sixty dollar game, has a next gen version, and on top of that, if you own the previous ge- uh, the previous games in the franchise, in the trilogy, those games not just carry over, but will be part of the the same engine of, of Hitman three. So oh look just as good as Hitman Three? Yeah. That's awesome. That was it's amazing. That was a huge surprise when I booted it up. I was like, oh my god, the Hitman 1 and 2 tabs are in here too? Like, yeah. I can play everything through here? That's... Uh, of course, you gotta buy them, everybody. Like, it's not yeah. included, but... Yeah. That's Bernie crazy. Sanders didn't make this game, alright? <laughs> <laughs> IO Interactive did. They were not just giving you these free games. But it, and, and here's the thing. I kick myself because I could have paid... Like twenty bucks for Hitman One and Two, yeah, uh, on the on sale. sale I did because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna really like this game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm buying it out, of, you know. And sure enough, here we are, and I yeah, love it. And I'm just like, I want to play even more of it. But it, damn, to be, my wallet to is be gonna yell. Completely honest, I haven't hooked up my VR in a very Same long here. time. Mm. I kind of want to play Hitman in VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I need to give that a shot too. Yeah. Damn, but the the weird thing you got down load that PS4 version. That is true. PlayStation. What are you doing? One step kind of forward, one step kind of yeah. back. Come on, dumb delivery. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, dum dum delivery. Take that, Sean. <laughs> oh, you got smart delivery. Well, you got dum dum delivery, and it sounds even better. <laughs> triple D. You triple D in the house. Um, no, awesome for IO. My my real question for you, Kyle. Then we'll get to what you've been playing. But uh, James Bond. Yes. Does this instill that faith in you that they're gonna like? Do you think that this is gonna be a hitman style game? Or you think they're gonna do something? uniquely different uh i don't know how far they'll stray from hitman Mm -hmm. but i i definitely think it will be more focused as a narrative and so like instead of having multiple ways to do each mission and allowing you to replay it and do it whatever way you want it is just that one thing Mm. maybe with a couple other branching paths but not as crazy huge as what the Hitman games are, or at least Hitman 3 is. Like, I don't think Bond is going to use a banana or pick up yeah. a Faberge egg and just chuck it at everybody. Like, I don't think that's what Bond is <laughs> The name's <laughs> Bond! <laughs> Take that, Goldfinger! <laughs> Hit you with a... <laughs> with a golden goose egg. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love that. Um, also, by the way, Kyle, I am trying to hook a listener up uh, because people are like, hey, I still can't get a PS5. I'm on a waiting list directly from PlayStation oh, right now. you. So I'm going to be Santa to, to one of our, our listeners. Also, by the way, the way this thing works, by the way, gang, guys, uh, I don't charge anything extra. I'm literally buying it, ships to my house. All you got to do is pay for shipping. That's it. Try my best to help people because this is shitty times. Try to be the best human you could possibly be, you know? Yeah. Good guy Joe over here. Good guy Joe. And you know what? It's also bad guy at playing video games because this is what you've been playing. Kyle, let's talk about one game. Um, it got a code from Yacht Club from Cyber Shadow. This is a 2D Ninja Gaiden classic NES style game. I found out I've had this game for days. You've had it for a day. You're way farther than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of predicted would be the case. Uh-huh. But how much farther than you are from me is kind of fucked up. How are you digging Cyber Shadows here? Oh, my God. I'm loving it. Um, yeah. It is, it is that old school NES style game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, unabashedly so. Uh, it just, it's, it's just fun. Is it mm-hmm. rage-inducing at times? Absolutely, it is. Fucking uh, flies. But when oh, 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 oh. Hey, real quick, let's yeah. talk about this trophy list. What are you doing to us, Mechanical Head Studios? What Dude. are you doing? So th- I do appreciate how you can look at the trophies in the game. You don't have to pop out. So the mm-hmm. feats, every feat in the game is pretty much the trophy for the game, which I yeah. love. So that way that you know what you have to do for each one. You don't have to pop out to the dashboard uh, and and go into your trophies and see what you're missing, whatever. Everything's right there in the game. That being said, are you kidding me with these rust flies? <laughs> are you kidding me? How many yeah. times did I attempt to go through that entire level without killing a single one? And then one randomly flies into my sword as I'm swinging it at a turret. Why? Why? Dude, <laughs> dude r- like, real talk. The trophy list on this is... It's tough. Uh, it's tough. I only have, like, a trophy. I don't even know how I got it. <laughs> what if it's, like, beat it blindfold? I'm like, how do you know? Uh, jokes aside, though, like, this game is 
gorgeous and all yeah. the classic, you know, NES stylings that you, that you would remember. Like uh, to like, me, yeah, go for it. Like you mentioned, Ninja Gaiden. I would mm-hmm. I would hearken it a little bit like Mega Man, where as, yes, as once you beat a certain boss, you get a power, mm-hmm. and that power is beneficial going forward. And it's way more Metrovania than I expected it to be. Right, and when they were talking to me, they're like, "Does he like, Metroidvania is we're not really no, this is action." Sure, it one hundred percent is an action thing. But now that I'm, I'm like three quarters of the way through. I have all the powers unlocked, um, mm-hmm. and to remember seeing these barriers in earlier levels that you couldn't get through until I just got this power. It's definitely yeah. a little bit more Metroidvania than I guess they want to, you know, say it is. Give but off because. One hundred percent action, first and foremost. But yeah. there are some secrets. I found a secret before, where I was like, "Does this do anything?" I, I literally, <laughs> what I there's a point later in the game where you can like wall jump all the way up. Yeah, and I, I wall jumped all the way up. I got to the top, and it brought me to this other screen where it's just these enemies, just kind of like dancing around, and a little blue cat, just like not like fully rendered or, or not yeah. looking like a, just like a a blue cat very two-dimensional like a microsoft paint and, I, and mm-hmm. I, I go i hop in i kill all the enemies thinking that's what i have to do and then the, the cat doesn't do anything it's like what am i i guess it's just a, like a silly screen in the game that they yeah. just put in the, it's like huh i love that <laughs> yeah it's great and- and like honestly, it brings me back to because when I was a kid, when we owned NES, uh, SNES, um, we I I never owned Ninja Gaiden, but I remember like you know like games like I'm sorry if the, the creators are listening, they're like how fucking dare you, Joe? But like I remember those action games of like the Rocketeer, those types of oh, yeah, those yeah. were the types of action games I was able to play as a kid, and so like to me like it it, it hit me immediately as like this is not a game that's fueled off nostalgia i mean i mean it definitely is inspired by ninja gaiden it doesn't feel nostalgic it feels like it absolutely belongs in this category like like if you told me this is a game they remade from the nes era i would fucking believe you yeah like i feel like it belongs side by side with a ninja gaiden as well like i i really dig what they're going for here and it's made if i'm not mistaken by one guy Ooh. One guy made this 16-bit art style. I think the music. If again, I could be co- totally mistaken. Someone beat me with a bat. But uh, <laughs> Yacht Club comes in. Guy dressed as Shovel Knight. You've been lying about something. <laughs> no, Mister. It, it was out of respect. Bam! Right in the ankles. But, yeah, designer Arnie mm-hmm. Hunsaker, I think is yeah Hunsaker. Yeah. And it's just like like the level designs, yeah, it's challenging as all hell. This does give me the like you're stuck on a level, you die, you're in the you're back in the beginning, and when you overcome something, you like you feel like, Oh my god, I've 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 achieved this. Mm-hmm. Like when you know, you're going through a level and it's like that obstacle course feel. There was one I was legit stuck on for forty five minutes because I'm really bad at games like this. And I was like, oh, I hate this. This is so bullshit. And then the next try I did it, I was like, this game is great, and I love it. <laughs> it gives me that type of feel. And yeah. honestly, I think you're right. Like, it gives me Mega Man vibes in terms of, like, the difficulty is what I was thinking in my head uh, as, as, a, as a kid. Um, yeah, and you can see the, the love for these difficult mm-hmm. action 2D-style yeah. games. And I, it just I it will through. say... There's a, there's a couple things that bum me out. 
What, what's the things that bum you out? So, so a lot of the powers and stuff later on, like there's a dash yeah. where it's you got to press the forward button twice mm-hmm. in order to like dash and sprint. It doesn't always work. It's very finicky with the mm-hmm. input. Like it, I guess you have to be like perfect on them. And is, is that complaining? Because I'm not as good as I think I am at this game. <laughs> Most likely, but I will yeah. say it is extremely frustrating. Where I know I need to dash to to get some speed to jump over this long gap, and when mm-hmm. I go to do it, I just run into the spikes and die. And then I get restarted to the the spot two rooms. Uh, like right. two full screens uh, ago previous and I'm going to have to make my way through all those hard enemies that I went through and like so there, there's some things there that I wish was a little bit more forgiving yeah or a little bit more modernized so like I, sure. I, I wish it took more advantage of having triggers on your controller like yeah. being able to use the triggers as the dash or as some of the other there are also some of these unique weapons and items that you can use at these health stations you could buy. Yeah. I don't know how they work. I don't know how they activate and stuff. It's very, like, it's it's second-guessing of, well, I that one so, shot my shield out. But yeah. How did I do that? Well, I don't know what I pressed it because square is just attack. I'm pressing square. It's right. not shooting it. I'm pressing all the other buttons. Nothing's happening. And I think that's definitely out of design. Uh, of like what what a game from the 80s and first off also this is a cyber ninja adventure here by the way yeah. gang should have lead in the beginning with that but like um i think it's like would a game in this era do that they wouldn't and they kind of they lean Fair. on that i get you though it's some sometimes it is a little uh ambiguous of what you're supposed to do and that could be frustrating the one thing that i do like and um maybe i don't know Demon Souls guys, blue point. Take take a note here, is that when you get through that hard stage, when you eventually go through the obstacle course, you're fight, right about to fight a boss, or maybe the level was really fucking difficult. Yeah, I feel like the checkpoints are perfectly placed. Yes, they are. Where you like, where it's just like, okay, whew, you could breathe here, and that's what I really like as well. The one thing that I, I I'm with you with is sometimes the input doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, or like is inconsistent. I, I feel that when I'm jumping, there's a lot of times where in that same level I kept on dying, um, where I'm just like, dude, I'm pressing the A the way I, or, or sorry, X the way I thought I would be, you know, like. You said in, X. No, I said A, because I'm thinking no, again. but I, then you said press X, so oh, you're on my shit. side. <laughs> I press cross like I was supposed to. Also, I'm very much thinking, it's not even an Xbox PlayStation thing. My mind was thinking SNES controller. I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> but, um, like, like. I know I pressed the button the way I should and it just didn't work. And then there's also some, I feel, inconsistencies in the hitboxes of some things. Sure. Like, like fire in particular is either like a goddamn laser beam, you just touch it a little bit, or you can kind of graze it a little bit and it won't hurt you. Like, there's some inconsistencies yeah. there. But to go along overall, with that, like, I've played most of the game with the joystick, the analog. Same. But same. then once I unlock that dash, it is really hard for me to to do like a double tap forward on that analog to make it feel yeah. nice so I'm now on the D-pad and it's like relearning the whole game because I thought it felt great on the analog D-pad uh-huh. not as much but like yeah. I'm so out of it for using D-pad for these kind of games it's <laughs> been years so yeah I don't fuck with the D-pad almost ever you really I, I want to like... get to the dash I feel like 
Yeah. Yeah. God, I love a good dash. Or the parry. The parry, too. I love a good parry, you know me. <laughs> yeah, I so yeah, no, I I, I really enjoy this game. Am so I gonna good. beat this game? Probably not. Not because I don't want to. Because boy, oh boy, <laughs> am I terrible. That said, what I'm not terrible at, Kyle, Hitman Three. Listen, Ooh. we talked a lot about it at length. Yeah, but I I do want to say that I finally beat this game. Oh, nice. Uh, and my goodness, this game is absolutely a gem, and I feel so guilty. I don't know who I need to blame for not telling me to go pick up Hitman 1 and 2. <laughs> uh, this game is incredible. Yeah. Like, hands down, this thing is going to be in a top five game of the year list for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just playing it, it's it was it's so much fun because it, it is a puzzle game. Like, this is, like, to Absolutely me, like... Absolutely it is. It's not a stealth game. It's about exploring the puzzle, exploring the world, getting the puzzle pieces you need to do certain things... And then be sneaky enough to pull off said puzzle pieces. Yeah. Like, seeing the different ways there's a mission in Germany of how to assassinate these guys that are trying to find you and kill you (laughs) is so interesting. And, like, like, for example, I pushed... There's, like, you're in this rave in Germany, and you're on, like, the balcony, or or whether, like, the, you know, the, the, like... I'm going to say cliff, but it's one of those like things that's overlooking the big mosh pit that's below you. And I just went, shove. And I shoved him off. <laughs> and a lot of people died because he fell on like two or three people. Oh, no. But there's a way that you could be in the DJ box, scale up the music so loud that the guy's next to an electrical circuit, and it'll just shock him to death. Oh, that's cool. Like, there, like there's a way um, in a certain uh, level... Where, like, we talked about the banana. It's kill a guy with a banana. And you're like, how am I going to pull this off? So and they, here, here's where yeah. I'm astonished with IO Interactive. Go there for are it. Sometimes I'm like, man, this game's real dumb. Like, how do they not know that I'm Agent 47 and not the same <laughs> man they talked about in a different <laughs> costume? There's one time they're, they're, they're having a conversation with each other. I knock them over the head. Yeah. And then I take the clothes. They're like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Absolutely, that's exactly so. Like I've only played the Dubai one; uh, I haven't mm. played any of the other ones. But there is a moment there where you stumble across another world event, uh, mm-hmm. where they're giving you another mission, another way to go about this. And I, I hear him talking to the guards. The guards like, "Listen, I can't let you up yet. You have to be searched, whatever." Yeah. And so he walks away frustrated, and then I figure out how to lure him into like the gardens, take him out, put on the clothes. Yeah. 40 seconds have passed by. I walk yep. back up like, oh, hey, what's up? You ready to be first yeah. now or pretty much? And then like no recollection that I'm a bald dude with a barcode on the back of my head <laughs> and not the <laughs> same man. But in, in in that same mission arc where I think that's real stupid how they don't recognize it's a different character Yeah. to where like, okay, I'm going to stash my gun over there because they're going to frisk me and it's illegal. Yeah. So like it's not. Like, I don't want to get caught, whatever, ruin it. Right. So I drop the gun. I go up and do the thing. It, it brings me back down to find a reporter that I have to take care of. Yeah. So I take care of the reporter. And then, like, oh, man, I wish I had my gun, but they're probably. Look at us using assassination lingo. <laughs> got to take care of this guy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i like, I really wish I had my gun for this, just in case things go yeah. haywire. But they're going to frisk me. So I'm not going to. I've gone all this, done all this work, whatever. Yeah. And then when you walk up, they're like, oh, hey, whatever, go on. And, like, they didn't frisk me because mm-hmm. I already have gotten frisk, which was like, oh, now I can go get, get my gun. 
and 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 now I, I feel a little bit more protected. Like there's so many branching paths, and it is smarter than just like the character, mo- the enemy, the AI not knowing that it's a different character. Like it's yeah. insane. Like there was one where I had to sneak up to the penthouse and, and like poison a guy, and this is what I did as well. Um, he gets sick, and he goes, "Uh oh, got a tummy ache." He goes to the bathroom, and that's where you could drown him. Yeah. That would be the easy way. Or you could kill him if you if he trips out a banana, I believe, three times. <laughs> so I just put bananas leading up to the toilet, and he slipped. It took a while, gang. Yeah. It really did take a while. But he gets back up, dum-dum, slides <laughs> on it again. And then right as he's about to go on the toilet you know, to show up because it poisoned him, he hits his head on the porcelain, bam, dead. And I'm like... Mission complete, Joseph the Banana Assassin. My other favorite one from Dubai is um, not the old man, but the other one, the other uh-huh. target. Yeah. Where, like, I'm going We're through German that. guy. Yes. yes. I'm going through that whole secondary mission, and I get up to the top. He's like, all right, show me your knife-throwing skills. Like, mm-hmm. I, you can't be my personal bodyguard unless you know how to <laughs> throw a knife. So throwing the knife yeah. easy peasy, target's gone. And also, he's in the range of, like, the knife. Knife safety for this yes. guy thrown out the window. <laughs> Absolutely. But what uh, the the balcony where you're doing this outside, there's just we're thousands of feet up in the air on the mm-hmm. tallest building in, du- in Dubai. There's just no railing and just, like, a little piece of caution tape. Be like, yeah. hey, don't come close. And where does he go? Immediately right to that tape. And then yeah. I'm like, let's do it, Kyle. It's done. It's over <laughs> with. And there, he did bring another guard up with him. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I got to push him real quick, turn around, and headshot this other dude. Because, like, I can't... Trick shot. I can't That's not push this man off this tower. He's so yeah, stupid for getting that close. I go, I push him push him over, and the other guard's like, Hey, what? Huh? Headshot. <laughs> and then, like, oh, I should dump his body overboard, too. And I drag him <laughs> over to the edge, and I throw him off this thousand-foot building. And then nobody cares. No one's nobody like, hey, cares. where's this German guy that you're supposed to be protecting that said you can only go on break if he allows you to go pee? Like, you we need permission even, from him. Yeah. You can't even, like, we, we didn't even give him a name. No. <laughs> like, the guard's not walking over going, hey, where's Heinrich? It's, hey, where's that German guy? Yeah. Where, where is he? Yeah. And, like, real talk, and then we'll get off. We'll talk about Maiden, right? Um, but there's one, like, the Dar- Dar- Darmouth. Darmouth, I Darmouth. can't pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, the castle one, where it's literally knives out, and you mm. could. Here's the cool thing, Kyle. I'm gonna spoil a little bit of it. You could find out who the killer is, uh, or if you do it right. If you do it wrong, you can still get to her and, and kill her. But the coolest thing is, uh, it, it, like you can find out whatever. The coolest thing to me was not doing that the first time around. And how I killed this old lady that's actually evil is they had to do a family picture. And I made it so that, like, the 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 fountain that they were posing next to, it was leaking next to an electrical wire. Uh, so when she sat down, when I took the picture, it would activate an electrocutor. And she does the funniest thing. When people get electrocuted <laughs> in this game, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Like, there's always a different way to assassinate the target. And it could be while you're midway playing. It could be watching someone going, oh, shit, I could do it this way. Yeah. Well, I'm so far deep. Let me pretend to be the lawyer, get into that room, and snap her neck, whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this game is... Oh, the replayability I, seems like it's I, endless. There, there is a... In the same Dubai thing, because that's the only thing mm-hmm. I've played, I found this explosive golf ball. I'm like, how 
Am I going to use this? Because I Where did wanted... you find that, by the way? Oh, there... Well, the main mission um, where you go into the maintenance area, uh-huh. where you have to Sorry? describe yourself as a, as a maintenance worker, the, the key to the closet is in that room, and then you go down that hallway to the left, you can find it in there. Okay, like, I, I need want, to kill him with an exploding golf ball. I want to see how to do that. I want to I want to know how crazy Daddy this is. <laughs> Daddy knows. Yeah, oh. I saw it. Once I saw it, I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing. Or like, people are just using it as a weapon to do other stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> I, need, I need to use yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. With that, Kyle, listen, we really love Hitman. We really love Cyber Shadow. But there's a demo out there that's meant to scare the shit out of us. And it did. The Maiden demo. And Kyle, this this is a demo for Resident Evil Village. We we got off our stream uh, video on YouTube of our reactions to... Uh, and then the maiden demo comes out. We've both played it. It's a visual showcase. You can't really do much other than get hunted down by the sexy bat ladies. Apparently, that's what we're into nowadays. Yeah. And uh, listen, we're in day 1100 of this quarantine. We're into whatever we want, right? Yeah. Um, don't shame us. I haven't yeah, seen another living, breathing don't. female <laughs> in a don't, year. Don't bat lady shame us. No. Okay, how dare you? Um but how did you how did you appreciate this demo? God, I love What was it. the highlights? Yeah. I love I love that me being a, a scared boy, um <laughs> not having played any of the really the other RE experiences, to just let this set the tone right. of what this game is gonna be. And my god did it do that. Just waking mm-hmm. up in that cell and in the the creepiness and the lighting that the RE engine can do. The, the way it makes the environments look so freaking suspenseful and creepy and it's mm-hmm. darkness and also the illumination and light bouncing off different surfaces is astounding. It's incredible. Yeah. And now I didn't play with the headphones, so I didn't really get the, the audio thing because I didn't, I need to really commit to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But walking through this and hearing the creaks and watching doors close while you're getting closer, like out of the corner of your eye, or hearing the lady saying, I can see you, and like just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. really, really cool. I want to yeah. I want to know more about this mansion. I'm sold on playing RE Village. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited to dive into it. And what a demo. Loved it. Yeah. It didn't need it didn't need any sort of video game type of vi- like I almost said violence. Like <laughs> like I don't need any weapons. Like I will right. take a full game like this of just solving yeah. puzzles and whatnot in this kind of visual way. I thought I thought of the demo was you know when we, when we were taking a look at our reactions, I was just like, man, this is be- this has become my game my my most anticipated game this year. This game looks freaking stellar. Playing that demo at one o'clock in the morning, what an awful mistake! Because <laughs> you start off in a cellar, you hear beetles and shit. Like you, you hear, and that's the thing. Like visually beautiful. Like you see the chandelier when you walk into the main hall, and you're like, "Wow, the lighting is 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 next level." And see, the, uh, the whole game feels like next gen. Candlelight and like artificial light. There is a mm-hmm. difference. Like, man, it's Ari not. Engine. But I think where this thing really shines is in the ear department. <laughs> hearing, hearing like the environment around you, immersing you in its spookiness, it was terrifying. But there was never a moment for me of like, 
up only until the very end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the sexy bat lady came out. I'm like, I'm kind of into this, but I'm also scared. <laughs> so yeah, like it is, it is a phenomenal demo. And if you have a PS5, really go out there, get it free. So absolutely. Uh, and there's a question from Naga, Naga Chaka, who writes in. So, and this is from last week. So Naga, this is a question so great that I really wanted to, you know, keep it for this week. So the question is, would you rather go on a date with super tall, uh, vampire lady, nemesis, Mr. X or Jack Baker? For me, nemesis is too clingy while Mr. X and the super tall vampire lady are very well dressed. I'd rather go on a date with Jack Baker because he got a sense of humor given some of the one-liners he says in Resident Evil 7. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, that's like a no it. for me with Jack Baker. No, All right, so we're not going on a date with Jack Baker. One-liners, Kyle's not into him. I, I feel um, like, of course I'm picking the super tall vampire lady. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I right. think... Mr. X just follows you everywhere you go. Like, dude, I need my space. Really clingy. Really clingy. Nemesis seems like he always pops up at the least opportune times. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't want you... Also turns into, like, a dog thing at the end. Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, no, no. Yeah. I just feel like I could sit down and, uh, you know, have a a glass of... Maybe it's wine, maybe it's blood with the super tall (laughs) vampire lady. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get I get a lot of in this moment vibes from tall, sexy vampire lady. So I'm obviously picking her. Uh, but like Nemesis is a big ooey gooey buck monster, so I don't want any of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Mister X would be super clingy, and like you'd be texting on your phone, he'll break through a wall. Who are you texting, babe? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not texting anybody. Like, really? So like, what are you, what are you watching? Are you, are you on Twitter? Or are you on Netflix? I'm like, none of your business. That's it. Also, like, I don't have the money to make yeah. a safe room in this house. Where he yeah. can't enter. Yeah. I, I, I just don't have the money. Also, he's breaking down every doorway. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Not even going to knock. No. Nah, piece of shit. <laughs> that Mr. X is scary son of a bitch. Um, with that, Kyle, listen, it's time for Andrew House's snail mail. Each and every week, you can write into the show via our Twitter at PS Trophy Room if you add us or... You could go over to the Casa de uh, Trophy Room Discord server and you could send us your questions there each and every Wednesday. We we read them on the show. You get to be a part of the show. You get to have fun together. And Griffin West has a question for you, Kyle. Not for I, not for me. He's like, Kyle, do you leave your console on 24-7? I swear every time I log on, I see your PS5 is online, but you're not actually playing anything, Kyle. <laughs> That's you're wasting the electricity. You're, you're no, part of this eco problem. I don't leave. It's off right now. <laughs> okay. Off. Whoa. Um, whoa, Griffin. You see how defensive he's getting? Listen, I'm on my PlayStation all the time, and yeah. I'm not playing games because that is what I do during the day. Is I watch YouTube on my PlayStation. Yeah. I watch Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus. It all goes through my PlayStation. So. If I'm in one of these moods where, like, it's hard for me to get into a game, which before the past couple of days with Cyber Shadow and Hitman, yeah, was it? Yeah, I'm online because I'm just watching YouTube videos for hours right. on end instead of playing a game. So that's the reason why. Also, but- my PlayStation is always on rest mode. 
Oh, I don't trust it. I had a scary yeah. moment last week with rest mode, and I I've I've rolled the dice, and it's been double sixes. Every it went time. into rest mode, and I couldn't turn it on with my with any of the controllers, even plugged into the really? system. It wouldn't. I wouldn't register. I swear to God, I'm having a different console experience. I'm having the perfect console experience because I'm like, man, I love my PS5. Wood, man. <laughs> I, I've got like, I'm so lucky. <laughs> More knocks, but like, I haven't had any of these issues. Like, I'll have like a weird thing here or there, but like, you know, people are like, my my PlayStation Five does a backflip. I'm like, no, my doesn't. It's totally fine here. You know, maybe you should put legs on your console. I don't Do know. a backflip, PS5. <laughs> yeah! Nagachaka also writes in, uh, this last week, it seemed like PS5s were back in stock at EB Games, Walmart, and Best Buy, just to name a few online stores. Yet, people who actually want a PS5 to play games still can't get one. Scalpers bragged how they were able to buy several PS5s from stores ages before, or, or sorry, even before they were, they were even or even went live, and another scalper group brought, bought over 2,000 PS5s from Game over in the UK. Ugh. Do you think this PS5 shortage will end? Is there anything stores or even Sony can do to mitigate the scalper problem? And how come Xbox Series S's are still available to purchase from Walmart and Best Buy Canada? They showed up uh, online nine days ago. Nine days ago, and nine days later, I can still get one. <sighs> I mean, the Series S one, I think it's fairly easy as to why they're still there. I just feel like most people want the Series X or the PS5. Right. Um, yo, 2,000 PS5s from game in the UK. What? Fuck you, scalpers. And, like, it's so bad that, like, UK, the, the parliament over there, they're like, Oh, my God, we should make a law about this. And that's how they do it. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I think... Th- at this point, Someone get the this, 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 this scouting hat. <laughs> Put it on. We're going to solve this mystery. At this point, I feel like PlayStation should just sell it through them. PS Direct. I like how you take me shitting on Harry Potter. You just move very fast. I'm not, I'm not going to validate it anymore. Yeah. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think PlayStation should just do it all through them. PS Direct. Uh, like, yeah. if it's going to get this bad, and pe- obviously people who want one can't get one because of these fucks who think it's cool flashing how much money they have and and, and right. buying all these up and then selling them at a marked up cost like yeah. they need to do something uh, also mean, mission failed on my part by trying to get one right now for a lucky uh, year let me they're take out, that back yeah. they don't need to do it because obviously they're still still selling them but right. like I would love for PlayStation to seriously look at this and be like it's getting out of control. So I think I, I really think that if this would have been a far less problem given if we were in this situation we're in right now. That's number sure. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a lot easier for a lot of people to get their hands on it for sure. I mean, like my buddy Archimedes uh, literally just got his PlayStation 5. He ordered months ago off the German equivalent of Best Buy. Wow. And he's literally just today. And there was a whole like legal battle that people were threatening this company over because they still didn't get it when they were promised it at launch and not even refunds or whatnot. So like you know, it's been a it's been a nightmare on all sides. Like distribution, it's been a nightmare. Production, it's been a nightmare. Um, And then like you know, the demand for this console, I don't think was as high as I think Sony really did predict. And I think production is another huge problem where it's, 
you know, they could, they, they could produce these, but it's hard to get it out to the warehouses. That's their biggest problem. Even Xbox talked about it. Like, you know, the, the reason why S's are, are available right now, um, Xbox says that their production on, on, on the consoles have been low because of COVID. And that's, and that's something that's, you know, I think is going to be the underlying thing when a game gets delayed or why there's not going to be as many AAA games is because of the situation. But if I could throw a little salt in for Xbox, just because a Sean Capri wrote me a very nasty thing. He got very nasty to me on, on Twitter today. Very nasty, very uncalled for. And I don't like it one bit. The reason why, uh, they're, they're, you know, Xbox is like, you can still buy them. Like they're not as hard to find as because the demand isn't there for them. Like, like if we're going to be real, Sean, they haven't sold as many series as that they have with the original Xbox one from what I read online. And if you read anything online, it's right. So Sean, suck an egg. I don't give a shit about your game pass. Stop bragging it to me. Stop showing me. Think, oh, at least I get this. Well, at least people want my console, Sean. I don't know what to tell you. All right, Sean, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what a son of a gun that guy thinks he could come to my show, you know? Hijack, get me all uh, hot and bothered. Go to hell, Sean. Go to hell. But yeah, seriously, I, I think Xbox said it's going to have its situation solved hopefully by the spring. Same with PlayStation. So I don't know if there's really a way to th- uh, fix it. Catalyst313 writes in, to piggyback off the idea a couple episodes ago, you guys were talking about movies and TV shows being turned into video games. How would you feel about a supernatural video game? And what studio would you give it to? Real talk? I thought about this. Yeah. Give it to Don't Nod. Make it, make it a Life is Strange-esque type of title. I'll take you word for it. Because I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Supernatural. Supernatural is pretty good. I think like season one, season three, and four, or like uh, like just stop at season six. Okay, is it that, that's like when I a gave up. like a supernatural like a, monster of the week kind of show? Yes, it's exactly like that. Okay, but the writing kind of just gets off the hand. So uh, handle. I would yeah. love uh, seeing a remedy take on that if that's the case Ooh, kind of okay. like control where like it's yeah just a room filled with all these supernatural things that they've taken taken on I like it yeah metal kirby writes it i want to ask about Bayern mutant where here you are oh, remember that game it's actually coming out, and it's seemingly out of nowhere, too. Last we heard of it was a cinematic trailer in 2018, and then nothing. My question is, what canceled games would you like to see, rather see than this? Personally, I would choose the canceled 1313 Star Wars game. Wouldn't you and the rest of us? I mean, you played Biomutant at PAX, right? I was not impressed. Yeah, and I think that's why this game <laughs> took forever to get announced and revealed. Um, yeah. Man, what... What canceled game would I rather see than this? Mm. <sighs> Visceral's Star Wars game. Amy That's Hedden. what I was gonna say. That's my be I like. I'd rather see what Amy Hennig was gonna do with the Star War. PlayStation wise, though, remember the agent? <clears throat> the you want to see it? You want to see what this the game promise is? of whatever the agent would be? Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be down for that. Um, let's see what else like. Oh man, what could it be? Sorry about that video viewers. <laughs> I had to blow my nose. What other I get the COVID things have mucus. gotten canceled? Yeah. 
Vicarious visions, bring him back. <laughs> Honestly, goodness, I want, I want that. I more than thir- like because thirteen thirteen was gonna be like a Boba Fett origins. From what I understand, and honestly, I feel like they covered that pretty damn well in Clone Wars. And honestly, like it's good that we didn't get like a Mandalorian esque game because we got the Mando show, and I think that's a perfect Star Wars. It's 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 amazing, and I love it. You know, Grogu, shout out to my boy. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see a Amy Henning, whatever she was working with Visceral, and I want Visceral back. And then after they're done showing me that, I want I want a real real Dead Space game. Not one that's based off the pub, PUBG, uh, what is it? The PUBG universe. A real one, damn it. Yeah. Oh. That's it. What's that? Uh, we're missing a very easy one, Joe. Go for it. Hideo Kojima's Silent Hills. Ooh, because that demo is a real game because you could play it. I agree. We're not, I'm not talking about PT. I'm talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hills, Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we're gonna get it. I feel like we're getting it. I wouldn't sweat the small stuff over that. Yeah, you know. With that, gang, that's been the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast. Hey, if you like this format where we did the news first and then the, the what you've been playing second, please let us know by you know dropping us a line at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or on the Discord because that really helps us. And please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Right now, currently, I believe we're around 113 or 114 oh, on yes. the U.S. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts alone. I think worldwide, we're around like 130, 140. My goal was very simple. Hey, let's get to 150. I really think we could do that. I I, I think we'd do I think we could pull that off. So please rate us five stars there. It's going to really help us out. And if we Before happen to we get go, to though, 200, aren't we giving away another game? Oh, yeah. Every time we hit 100, we give away a game. So... If we hit 200 reviews worldwide, make them five stars. We're giving away a PS5 game of your choosing, by the way. I I think Lee chose Sackboy's uh, Big Adventure. And he chose right because that's a fantastic game. Fantastic. So you could be like Lee and win a PS5 game if you rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast. But before we go, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to shout out? Anything you've done this week you feel like, hey, you know what? I did a cool thing. Let me shout that out. Absolutely. Uh, myself, I'd like to shout out myself, Mr. K Stuff on Twitter and on PSN. You can follow everything that I do on the indie game front over at 61indie.com, twitch.tv slash 61indie, Twitter 61indie, and youtube.com slash 61indie. Did a really dope interview with uh, the Bonte Avon Studio. Um, they are they make quirky, like flat, the old school like Flash games style Ooh. of um, the game we played is Everybody Wham Wham. Which is a, a snowman building competition game, uh, oh and gosh. it's super cute, super funny. And uh, I'd also shout out uh, watch Joe and I over on Dual Shockers, where we talk about our most anticipated games of 2021. That video Thanks. went live right now. Yeah, as we were as we were talking and all that stuff. Yeah, go please check us out over at Dual Shockers, uh, the video version on their YouTube page. Uh, and yeah, also I want to give a shout out to. Uh, Matthew uh, Bond, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. I'm very bad at pronunciations, and I'm dumb. Uh, they said, the most positive and best gaming podcast. They wrote this review on Apple Podcasts. They say, uh, 
took a, on a job over the break where I listened to a, like 15 to different, uh, sorry, 15 to 20 different gaming podcasts just to fill in time. Now that I'm back in school, this podcast is the only one I've found that I still listen to. I've never found a piece of media that I could, I, that can put me in a good mood as quickly and as consistently as these guys can. Not to mention their genuine love for PlayStation and their strong opinions that never feel overbearing or they're trying to take away from anyone else's. At least if it's Sean Capri or Luke Lawyer, they both suck. And, and a new staple into my weekly routine. Listen, Sean, listen, Luke. That was Matthew's words. That wasn't mine. <laughs> thank you, Matthew. <laughs> but thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you so much. Also, it's been proven to me I need glasses. So, my old age is showing. Remember, I'm older than a Pokemon? Jesus. That said, um, yeah, you can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you find your podcast service of choice. You can find the show there and the video version on the Trophy Room YouTube channel. So, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, we love you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>